Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. This is our Tube Talk episode, so we're going to talk about uh, the latest in some of the television we've been watching and some of the new stuff we've been checking out as well, and uh, maybe talk about some old stuff that we have never talked about before in our lives. But <laughs> Some old and, stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, and, and uh, everybody with me, I have Mr. Joel Cunningham. Hello. Hello. Hello, Gubner. How you doing tonight, mate? What? Yeah, That's I'm good. good, right? Yeah. Really good. <laughs> no, that was awful. You nailed it. I nailed it. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, Matt. This is fun. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad to good be stuff. here. You brought us some lovely drinks. Yes, I got you. Uh, got us the, the zero calorie, half and half Arnold Palmer Arizona iced tea, whatever. Answer honest. Am I fat? Is that why you brought the zero cow? No, I that... bought it because I can't find these anywhere except for Walgreens. So I'm guessing. Shout out. <laughs> I'm guessing this guy is Arnold Palmer on the can. Maybe. Is that him? Because he's kind of like, like I said, he looks like he's going like, where, where are the calories? He's like going, there's no cow. Where do they go? He's kind of questioning. He it. just, he just left uh, like a, a pre-screening of of the mummy. There you go. And yeah. He's confused. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very good. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, and so, uh, Joel, why don't you actually share with the lovely people about how they can get connected with us on the, uh, interwebs? Sure. That sounds lovely Do for it. the lovely people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have our website, which is a great place to get connected to us, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can check us out there, get signed up for our newsletter. Then additionally, we have our Facebook, uh, page, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia and our Instagram and our Twitter, which is both at realreviewmedia. And then, as always, we always talk about this. Uh, we'd love to hear from our listeners and get your thoughts on, especially some of these shows. We got a lot of shows that are actually going to be starting up in the next couple days, months. You know, big things going on because of the new fall, spring. Uh, you know, shows that are starting up. So definitely love to hear some thoughts on some of the shows and stuff we're talking about today. We've got a lot of other shows that are kind of wrapping up in different yeah. areas. So uh, you can email us at realreviewmedia at gmail dot com. Do it. Love to hear from them. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know kind of uh, what's up, some stuff. Actually, we're going to talk about a show today that we actually been getting requests about. Have that, we? That we started watching. Yes, we have. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You'll find out when we get there, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Surprise for me. I've seen a uh, number of Facebook comments and uh, emails on the subject matter. Oh, well, there you go. All there right. There we go. But let's dive right in. Let's talk about it. We had a hiatus last time, um, and we're going to talk about Better Call Saul. There you go. So this episode is called Slip. Um, the brief synopsis, I don't know if we should give sort of a synopsis, but, um, this kind of is following up again with the, the events that transpired the last couple episodes where, uh, you know, Chuck is now, uh, recovering. He's trying to recoup from his, his physical, not physical, it's like sort of mental ailment yeah, uh, with Dr. Cruz. Issues. Yeah. Jimmy is doing his best to provide, uh, financially for his partnership um with kim and yep. the, the trying to basically get the money that he needs in order to keep that partnership going um and then you've got a, a, a kind of a thing going on with nacho and mike they kind of have a similar story but separated at the same time nacho's really come on his own these last couple episodes right but nacho's doing the thing where he's kind of trying to protect his family and you know mike is trying to do this thing now where he's kind of potentially partnering up with Gus. Yeah. So what were your thoughts, Matt? I liked it. Um, and I think we had a chance to talk about this earlier, but I, it, it seems like it's it's just a, a setup episode. Some people call them fillers. I don't think this is a filler episode, but I think this is a setup episode where it's something's going to happen in these final two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing about a show like this and a show like Breaking Bad is um, 
when you have a show like this where it seems like not a lot happens and it's a setup episode, usually the payoff is well worth it. Yeah. Well worth the time. Yeah. Um, and that kind of seems like what's going to happen here. And I had mentioned this to you earlier also. I'm really, this. I don't know how, but the show is doing a really good job of making me care for Nacho. Yeah. I'm caring for him. I'm like, oh, I really hope he gets figure this out <laughs> so gonna, he can help his dad. He's you know? still going to die. That's I know. Unfortunate truth. I'm, I'm not sure on that, but it just really. I feel like, like I feel like he's going to die too. But yeah, yeah. he's just like this soft spoken like guy that's like yeah. in the mix because of, you know, ex- extended family or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, they spent a good time on him, which actually the whole uh, Pilch uh, exchange sequence was kind of like nerve wracking to me. I was kind of mm. like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, what's going to happen? Especially the bottle flip that yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, how many times he must have had to practice right. getting that bottle flip down to get it right in that pocket. I mean, I know. yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I like this episode more than the last two. Um, although I agree with you definitely, you know, with, with this series there, there is a lot of episodes that could kind of be constituted as filler that do end up informing later episodes. It kind of really has maybe not filler, but it's just felt like a little bit weak in regards to overall plot progression over the last couple episodes. It's felt very much like the things that are taking place could have been some, you know, done in one episode right. versus two or three episodes. Yeah. So this episode was the first one in a while where I think it really felt like they were setting things up directly that are going to correlate to some issues and some drama and some potential deaths um, with some of the coming episode stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm excited about the next episode and I thought that this was a good one. Um, one thing that's kind of been frustrating to me a little bit is kind of, and they might be doing this on purpose a little bit, but Jimmy just kind of feels like he's stalled. Yeah. You know, he's feel like he, he's very much felt like he's just kind of, he's gotten his revenge against Chuck. He's, but he's stuck in this kind of loop now where he's just trying to find money, trying to find money, trying to find money. And he's trying to do it the right way, but then you kind of now have seen him sort of tiptoeing back yeah, into the territory. Yeah, he's hustling territories. people now, yeah. Right, he's gone back to the hustling side of things. So it's just, it's he's gone a little bit, kind of like I'm seeing him go in circles a little bit. Well, so yeah, it's getting I mean, a little tired. But you know, that's kind of how he ends up as Saul Goodman yeah. when he's in his law practice. He's kind of just like, you know, I can, uh, you know... Uh, turn a blind eye to that and and do yeah. that, but yeah, I, I would say the one thing I really the one thing about this but this episode that I didn't need necessarily that I didn't really enjoy. Again, it could be for a future episode, but I really don't need to see Chuck working to overcome necessarily his his mental disorder. It's not that I don't think that he should overcome it or care about that, but I, I don't. I, Chuck's never been an important enough character to me and a significant enough character that I've liked, that I've wanted to see become successful, to care about him overcoming his, his mental disorder. Mm. And they spent a pretty large amount of time, not a large, large, but considering how important his character is to me, a large amount of time, this episode and the last couple episodes, showing him trying to kind of recover from his, his disorder. Nobody likes Chuck. Nobody likes Chuck. Nobody yeah. likes Chuck. So it's like, I didn't really need that. I didn't really need that extra time. And they could have given me one or two kind of quick shots of that over the last couple episodes, and I would have been completely fine with just picking up with where it is right now. Yeah. So um, I think the big, the, the heart of these last couple episodes has been Kim and Jimmy's relationship. Yeah. Which has been an ongoing thing of like where they're at and where, where that's going to go and are they going to find success together or not. And then Nacho, really. Yeah. You know, because the cool thing about this episode as well is we've seen Gus and Mike have made like an official partnership. Yeah. Which we don't know how long or how fruitful that's going to be. But we know that that is going to eventually their partnership is going to meet up, you know, with the Breaking Bad storyline. So it's that was cool. Yeah. I was excited to see that. For I mean, sure. And it made sense. It didn't come out of like a sense of like, 
like there had been preceding things that really made it feel like it was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense for why he went to Gus to do that, but it made sense why he would do that. Yeah. You know, next, I think next season, um, if it doesn't happen by the end of this season in the next two episodes, I think what's what we're going to see, I think we're going to see him hanging out in the back of a uh, Los Pollos Hermanos uh, <laughs> truck with his gun waiting for people to try and hijack it. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. W- we'll see how that happens. But I, I liked it. Um, I I like seeing a lot of the little relational quirks. I like seeing uh, Jimmy just kind of down on his luck. And really the only way that he could get ahead is, is being shady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's kind of who he is, you know, yeah. the, I mean. You know, his brother, as much as we don't like Chuck, is, is right. He's slipping Jimmy, and he's always, like, conniving and yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, um, So. Yeah. I think, like, this episode, the the, the backstory with the, the Jimmy and Marco, the flashback scene, was cool. But, again, they're retreading stuff we already kind of knew. They give a little bit more information. But, again, we're just showing that, like, yeah, his dad was a pushover, and so Jimmy started, you know, stealing and doing the things and tricking people because his dad was such a pushover and he didn't want to be one himself. Right. So it, there's some like minor plot progression points. I'm just really hoping like the big, the big thing that's kind of been set up here now is what Nacho took care of with the pill swap. And that could have huge impacts on not just Nacho, but also on Mike, on Gus, because Gus has been very adamant that like things need to happen a very particular way right. with Hector. So that could have huge repercussions on that whole relationship. Um, and we'll see if it actually ends up being where sort of it's Hector's downfall or not. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see that. And I'm interested. I don't know where we're going with Jimmy at the moment because it's like he's he's kind of tiptoed back into doing some more dangerous kind of territory stuff. They're building something up potentially with the whole insurance stuff Yeah. for him and Chuck. But I don't know. Maybe maybe Chuck in the background is doing something again to, to get back at Jimmy and we don't yeah. know. But we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if I had to rate this thing, I'd give it like a 7.5. Yeah, I'd probably give it like a 7, 7, 2, 7.25 okay. out of 10. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that is Better Call Saul. We'll uh, catch the penultimate episode or the second from the last episode yep. next week. Which is called Fall. So maybe that's- Fall. So this one will slip. This next one's Fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next, uh, I actually want to kind of get your thoughts. You got a chance to wrap up the latest season of House of Cards. Yes, season five. Yeah. So I wanted to just discuss it really, really quick because there was a few kind of ongoing questions that I'd had about the series. And House of Cards is one of those shows that kind of the, the beginning of the season really starts out usually with some pretty crazy stuff. And then usually the last couple episodes as well, some pretty crazy stuff happens. And this was no exception in some ways. Okay. Um, there was definitely some really pretty intense stuff that happened um, at the end of the season. And it left a bit of a, I don't know, the taste in my mouth kind of at the end was it, it it wasn't as satisfying as I've gotten from prior seasons. I think it was definitely stronger than maybe seasons three um, finale and ending and probably maybe a little less than satisfying than season fours and definitely less than season two and one. It kind of felt a bit, um, this season has felt a bit too obvious. And I think one of the things that I've loved so much about the show is that they've they've tried to do, they've tried to build things and build things and this is kind of this tightening wire. And then something happens that makes sense and is real, but it wasn't like 
necessarily there was kind of like this thing going on in the background that you just like never knew about but right. then it, it that kind of happens but usually it's like things just boil over by yeah. the end of the episodes and then it becomes this crazy scenario this one felt like it they they presented something that happened at the very end of the season that was like a very crazy like what type scenario but it felt very manipulative in this this season and it kind of felt like the 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 main the main idea at this point is that Frank and Claire have always kind of loved each other but hated each other. They're kind of like their own worst enemies. Yeah. They're each other's worst enemies but they're also their own, their own like partners at the same time and they've kind of built up over the course of all the episodes and all the seasons this kind of love-hate relationship that they've had and it made complete sense and then this season it's been very obvious the whole way through that People have been constantly hinting at like, oh, Claire, you need to be president, and Claire, you need to step, be in charge, and Claire, oh, gotcha, you need to do this, and da da da. And it's been just very, very obvious that that's kind of the direction that they were eventually going to take it in, right? And they present that situation in a way. I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, I'm trying to tiptoe around it a little bit. You can tiptoe around it. Just keep in mind if you haven't listen to tube talk before we do spoil things so yeah um right so i i will go i will go so far as to say that there's a shifting that happens at the end i'm not gonna say how or what or where but the way that that comes about is it felt very manipulated because up until this point one character has been pretty much all this 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 is all i've wanted this is all i've wanted this is all i've wanted but then at the end of the the end of the season they're like no that's not what i wanted Mm. i want this which was never really presented anywhere through the episodes or through the season. It was kind of just like, well, we need to put these two, Frank and um, uh, Claire, we need to put them on opposing sides. We need to have them attack each other and battle it out and duke Ah. it out. And so it felt very manipulated that they had to create this really ridiculous scenario in order to put them on now what are opposing sides and opposing forces. It felt very unrealistic because... I don't know. It just it it didn't seem like it made sense for why they did what they did in the way that they did it. And so it's it hasn't left me with a very satisfying feeling. There was another twist as far as I think what Claire was willing to do in this season that was just like, whoa, that was really shocking <laughs> okay, to me. Okay. I don't want to spoil that because that was really intense. Okay. Um and so I, I don't know. It's just feeling like maybe this needs to be the last season coming up okay. for because I think it it seems like they've signed up at this point for almost the path of mutual destruction. Yeah. Like not them in particular, but the show is well, kind mean, of set it up it's, for It's a house of cards. So that they, they're building it up to it all have it all cr- come crashing down at some point. I mean, right. that's kind of the kind of what I get from it. Right. Know? I mean, and people, I mean, you can only get away with some of these Machiavellian tactics up so far to up to so point. Um to so to to go so far with it before it, you know it's going to fall apart in yeah. a certain way i just i i don't know the you've you generally ended all of these prior seasons with this like really horrible sense of like oh my gosh these people are just so crazy intelligent and right. manipulative and good at what they do that they're able to stay in power this last season this season's ending felt more of just like well i guess they're going that way right yeah so i don't know um, one thing in particular, there was like a scene like with, um, Francis where he does this thing and I'm not going to spoil who, but he like, <laughs> it was the most stupid thing ever. They have these, you know, obviously these fourth wall breaks where things will like, he'll say things to the camera and he kind of does things, interacts with the camera and Claire is starting to do that now because they're presenting her as like, okay. you know, a, an equal to him, which I'm totally fine with. 
but I don't need that. Mm -hmm. I I would have I feel like it makes her stronger to not have her interact with the camera that she's more just caught up in trying to to be this sure. like she's got a strength enough that she doesn't need that fourth wall to break whereas Francis it feels like he's almost like he needs the listener and the viewer because it's like a voice of it's like a voice that he can talk to where he can unload thoughts and aspects and feelings and so she kind of breaks the fourth wall a bit in this one and I didn't like that and then additionally there's a scene where he literally takes out a character <laughs> like he doesn't kill them but he like does something to them and it's like the most abrupt it happens at the very beginning of the episode it just kind of happens and then it's like well that happened and then that just kind of t- goes into the rest but it feels so ridiculous because <laughs> i'm i'm going to spoil a little bit like he just pushes them downstairs and that's such a unrealistic thing to like the idea of just like well that would potentially i mean somebody could really easily survive getting pushed down a set of stairs somebody really could I mean, they could catch themselves. They could maybe break a bone or a collarbone or something like that. But like this person is incapacitated completely and it's like they're going to die. And it's like, why? Because he does it at the White House. So it's like, why would you do that? Why would you push somebody down a flight of stairs and he like make sure that he's out of camera view? But that's kind of this. And that's kind of the feeling that I got. It's like they needed to accomplish a couple things really quickly and they just did it because it was like, well, we just need to do this. You know what I mean? He's an evil dude. I yeah, know. Yeah, I'm like, fine with him being evil. Like, I'm not fine with it, but like, I know <laughs> that this right. part is his character and I expect that of him, but don't, I don't know. Like, if you're, if, if you're in a situation where you need to like silence somebody, you don't push you them down. You use a silencer. Of, well, you kill them. You know what I mean? And they've already shown that they're willing to go to lengths of actually killing somebody, even in that episode. So it's like, why would you f- push somebody down a flight of stairs right. when you don't know what that's going to accomplish? That's like, I'm going to trip somebody and hope that that incapacitates them. Cause it, so Fingers it's just, crossed. Yeah. So, I, I mean, maybe you could say he's relying on a pardon because this, the whole pardon thing is going on, but I don't think you could get away with, with some of the... I don't know. Mm. So, yeah. So, overall, I still want to see where the series goes. I think I my overall rating um, of this season is probably around a 7 point eight seven point okay eight or so out of ten cool for this season i so. can dig it i can dig it i'll also probably catch up i'm still uh two seasons behind now yeah but um yeah so that actually takes us into our next show we want to talk about this is our last one this is a show i was uh alluding to earlier that we is had, it yeah that this we, is the one yeah that we were getting <laughs> messages about <laughs> Um, checking out. So you and I actually checked out the first episode. I'm through this half, about half of the second as well. But we're only going to talk about the first episode. So I'm like right 50% now. further than <laughs> you are. So we watched the very first episode of uh, Travelers, yeah. which is uh, a Netflix original. Yep. And sort of um, a sci-fi drama suspense type. Right. At the moment, <laughs> it could change. Right. But yeah. So I want to kind of give the synopsis too, just because um, it's it's kind of crazy, and I'm I'm not. Just because I'm only one episode in, I still feel like I have no idea what's happening. Trust me, you, I know a lot more than you do. Right, I know a whole 20 minutes point. ahead of me. Yeah. So <laughs> hundreds of years from now, surviving humans discover how to send consciousness back through time into people of the 21st century. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm coughing, yeah. I thought you were doing the spit take like you are laughing at something. No, I'm coughing. <laughs> okay, everybody, Joel is coughing. I'm coughing, sorry. It's that tea that I gave you. Yeah, it's this Andre Palmer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> so hundreds of years from now surviving humans discover how to send consciousness back through time into people <laughs> of the 21st century while attempting to save humanity from a terrible future so it kind of has that like terminator vibe yeah so basically they're like they're like hey and this happens at the end of the episode the first episode they're like hey 
we are here from a bleak future where like humanity and the earth is all but destroyed or whatever. Yeah. And we're trying to prevent that by, uh, from happening by sending our consciousness back in time to change that here. Yeah. Um, how we have no idea. Um, just because they don't, they haven't done anything in the, yeah. basically the whole first episode is you getting introduced to like the main group of people, the main travelers, if right. you will. Right. Um, and it's really interesting. And I, I will say this about the show. It does a really good job at one, not looking like a TV show. It has a lot of very cinematic qualities to it. Yeah. Um, at the it's same well shot. Yes, exactly. And at the same time, um, it's, it's engaging in a sense where you're like, what is happening? Like, it's not like, okay, it's not like an eye roll thing every 10 minutes where something happens like okay come on okay you know yeah it, it's taken in a very serious way where people when people die um in this present time it's like within a we're about to die or about to die yeah that's when the travelers send their consciousness back to take over this person that's about to die yeah and um it's them you see them like trying to figure out like who they are and interact with other people um and it's it's really interesting. I will say this. It's very, very interesting. And I am actually interested mm. in, in still watching. I want to, yeah. it just got picked up for a second season. So it's definitely, uh, it's got a following. Yeah. Um, and the ending was a little weird for me because I kind of like the Eric McCormick um, mm. character. Yeah. And then. But she's still in it. Right. He's still there's in actually, it. Actually, I will say this. There's a funny line in the second episode where <laughs> they, they more or less tell you you're going to, he's going to be the same all the way through. I mean, right. the, the, in the second episode, yeah, the, one of the girls goes like, yeah, he's actually really, like, the guy that you took over is actually very similar to you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty, he's pretty much going to be the same, so you don't really lose a whole lot. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. He's kind of got upgraded, but he's going to be pretty much the same guy. The one thing I really like, though, is that there is this, like, element of before a person dies where this, like, clock shows up on the screen. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, got, like, a minute left to live or, like, you know, 30 seconds left to live, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, at this point, I know that's a, this is they're probably doing this on purpose, but I I probably I actually kind of almost wished we'd gotten a glimpse of the the future. Maybe they I will a little bit, and they probably like I said they're probably doing that on purpose. Skynet took over, right? But the the reason I'm saying that is because it's like well they have the internet, they can search out social media sites. They have additionally they have the technology to do this brain transfer thing. How bad off is it? You know, because if it's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland, then you wouldn't expect them to have working internet. Wi-Fi. You wouldn't expect them to, yeah, we'll have <laughs> Wi-Fi. I mean, the internet like system, if you know how the, like, the system of the internet works, it's it's a network of computers yeah. that are connected all around the country. We got to go find globe. where they turn off the internet. Right. So it's like you have <laughs> server computers. So it's like they obviously have electricity. They have... So it's like how bad off is it? So I almost kind of wish, because now I'm kind of left wondering, is it's just like it in a... And maybe that's maybe... That has to do with what the, the like the tone and the style they're going for here, because it it feels kind of like science fiction light in mm -hmm. a way. They're not really going like hot and heavy on the whole sci-fi talk. They're, it's yeah. much more. It seems like much more about the character dramas right. and the character interactions with each other. Yeah, and so that's why I'm saying maybe they're doing it on purpose that they're not kind of showing that stuff. I think I'm still will. I'm still waiting at this point to. And I think with any show, it's good to give it at least three episodes 
um, to really engage and lock in with the characters. Yeah, I'm not there with the characters yet either. Yeah, I think the most I'm connected with is um, Eric McCormick's character named Grant mm-hmm. because I recognize him and he's kind of like a face that I know and he is a very good, he's kind of an interesting guy in the film, in yeah. the show. He plays this FBI agent, but he's like kind of lovable almost. He's like he's a nice FBI really guy. Really dry humor. Right, and then uh, you have Mackenzie Porter, which I don't recognize her from anything, but she she plays an interesting character. Yeah. Like she has, out of all the other characters, is kind of... A, presented the most interest to me as far as like you know so i don't know um she was the first character you saw when they started the show and everything like that so i don't know i'm interested to keep it going yeah we'll check it out um so thanks for the suggestion guys um and uh, i i say for episode one i'm just gonna go ahead and give it a rate it's, it's piqued my interest i give it a uh, 7.5 cool um would you rate it something episode one yeah, I'd give it a little higher, actually. I think maybe like a 7.8 out of 10. Oh, cool. Yeah. Sweet. So, um, yeah, that's that's it for our uh, Tube Talk uh, reviews on our shows. But, again, I want to remind you, if you have some suggestions, you want us to pick up some new things or check out some things, we are very busy, but at the same time, <laughs> we want to try and uh, – we like we like finding new gems and you know yeah. new shows as well. So Absolutely. if you want to let us know about it, find us on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Review Media, and um, also email us realreviewmedia at gmail dot com. Check out our website. Get connected to our social media universe, social <laughs> content and universe interconnected dark universe. No. We can't make that claim anyway. No. I mean, we're just saying yeah. bad things about ourselves <laughs> if we say dark <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, um, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Joel? No, nah, I think I'm good. Well, that's it. It's been real. It's been real.